I'd love to like kind of say what I hope social media is in five to ten years. Actually, for me, I'm hoping that's more of a more empathetic space and a more understanding space. Like the closer we try to emulate that personal interaction, the more I'm hoping that's leading towards people bringing more humanity into it. So I'm hoping brands understand that power, and hopefully they'll understand that they can speak directly to their consumer. But also that it's going to come from the companies themselves that they'll be able to influence good, not just the social media marketing team. Welcome back to another edition of How I Create Me, where we passionately celebrate remarkable humans on their quest to thrive creatively in the commercial world. I'm your host, Jessica Matthews. This community gives me both the courage to keep going and the wisdom to try something different. I hope our collective stories resonate with your own internal spark, and we're so glad you're joining us. Invite others by rating the show on Apple or Spotify. This helps the algorithm critters introduce us to more folks. And explore our happenings or chime into our conversation online at howicreate.me. Today, we are celebrating the remarkable human, writer, and social media professional, Georgette Eva. She chatted with me about the misconceptions that still hamper our online connectivity and how the ephemera of our feeds really can add up to revolutions and tectonic shifts that wise folks take seriously. With over 10 years in the field, she's deeply immersed in a variety of industries whose virtual communities shape our stories about ourselves and our world. Join us to hear why showing up in social spaces still matters, and how the exchange of value isn't purely fleeting and transactional. Sometimes a well-placed pun or cat video is the perfect solution. Georgette, good morning, good morning. morning. It's so great to have you on the podcast, and I'm happy that it is the morning person on the podcast, and we're recording this (laughs) morning. I I draw so much energy and inspiration from you as I think I've shared with you before in our conversations. I am not a morning person. And so (laughs) I I really need people like you in my life (laughs) that can lift me up and and bring um, energy to the moment. I've been looking forward to having you on. So thanks for joining us. Yeah. One, thank you for having it in the morning (laughs) when I'm at like my peak best and like bringing all the energy I can. So you can have some. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. No, so wonderful. How I Create Me is all about celebrating remarkable people. And the best way to do that is to make sure that you get to shine. So of course, it needs to be in the morning. (laughs) I'm looking forward to jumping into our conversation here. Tell me a little bit about when you first discovered your passion for visual storytelling and social media content strategy. Like, what's your why? What's your in? Well, I guess like my why essentially is like helping women owned and underrepresented communities share their mission and their brand and their ideas through social media. I actually, which kind of like now that I think about is how I started. So I was in college, obviously, like when a lot of these social media platforms were like kind of coming to the public. So people were joining Facebook and Twitter and we were 
making up nonsense essentially we're all just screaming in there were, were you also in the when you had to have like a college email address domain yes. just like yes me too and it was like waiting until we got accepted into college and got like the here's your new domain and then like first thing we did was sign up for the Facebook I think it was <laughs> yeah it was the Facebook and it had it didn't even have a news feed yet I remember when the news feed came out and it was we're like what is this what are we supposed to do with this and I, I guess like I was at the point too, like right before I graduated college, like it was opening up and we were seeing businesses just open a page for themselves. And I was working at a local consignment shop, which is one of my favorite jobs ever. I like, I still go to that consignment shop in my hometown and I'll just like be like, do you remember me? And I'm like really weird about it. But I always had a digital camera in my purse and I always just, I just loved that consignment shop. Like just the community there, people would bring us cookies. It's that kind of spot. Um, if you're working behind the counter. And I remember just being like, Hey, I really like taking photos and we have so many beautiful outfits. I'd love to like take photos and put them on our Facebook or put them on, make a newsletter. And I had all these ideas and the owners were just like, yeah, we don't know what that is. Just go ahead and run with it. And I was like, sure. And I remember just making up campaigns. I'm like, well, it's August, September, we're going to do a back to school campaign and I'll take photos of all the kids' clothes. And they're like, sure. <laughs> and then they got really into it. They're at a point now, it's called Hand Me Ups. So shout out to Hand Me Ups in Powder Springs, Georgia. They do like Facebook Lives now. They do like, they'll do, um, they're really active on their Instagram reels. I'm just like so proud of them. Uh, <laughs> but that's really how I got started. And then it kind of just grew from there it's that combination of visual with the writing and the puns which isn't really something you you set out to do in your career but anywhere I can make a good pun I'm like I'm there come on absolutely <laughs> my husband was big into dad jokes before he was even a parent so anytime <laughs> that you can get a legitimate reason to, <laughs> to yeah. enjoy your passion go for it <laughs> Yeah, like, I love the intersection you're describing between the like physical in-person community because obviously these are closed and I imagine people were coming into shop that was pre everything coming through the door in cardboard boxes that was back when you went out to go find clothes yeah. um that sounds so fabulous to connect those two points the digital space with this uh community uh within the store and it feels like it it feels very expansive the way you describe it, which is super exciting. So what's a common uh, misconception perhaps about social media that gets you riled up? I guess like, so understanding that I came from like this very localized, tight-knit community using social media where people would like call in and be like, I saw this on Facebook. Can you put it aside for me? And we would be like, yeah, Sally, we will. And then coming into like when I got into my professional career, I was realizing more and more that Social media isn't as highly valued. <laughs> Unfortunately, like the further, the higher you go with your brand, essentially. So a lot of people will joke if maybe like a brand has like a mistaken, um, a typo in a Twitter post, or if they say something a little too spicy for the internet, they'll be like, oh, well, that was our intern making a mistake. And that's still like the punchline. I'm really surprised <laughs> that everyone still thinks that a social media department is actually one intern, like it's Kevin, the intern. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the, we're, you know, we're over a decade into this, like it's a yeah. real industry now. Like it's, it's a real profession now. That's, I'm surprised and so sad to hear that that's the case. But it's, 
I'm not even sure why, for whatever reason, we still like a lot of brands also have that misconception that social media is a quick virality post. Everything growth should be really fast. Organic growth should be really fast through social media. And, but yeah, it is like a real department. It's a real science. People, you track the metrics to create the content and by, like, that's how you know what's going well. But everyone's heralding tech CEOs like Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg who created the platforms and we're looking at them as these like company leaders and where work is going. And yet we don't take the content seriously. It's always typically thought as an intern or we'll look at it and we're like, oh, it's just women posting outfits on social media or it's like weird TikTok trends. No one really takes that seriously, but it has impact. We've seen it time and time again, like be part of protests, really lead movements. Like the BTS community for K-pop is like the most actively socially conscious, like they come together, they're a community and that's so powerful. Yeah, I feel like art and creativity that has any sort of democratic element to it or like a low barrier of low barrier of entry, like anybody can post this is often snubbed. I, and, you know, film was treated that way when it first started. And there was this sense that pop, it was entertainment, but it, it wasn't an art. It wasn't something that you studied and got better at and were a professional about until later. And ironically, it was women that were, that were yeah. really involved in the beginning of film. And then the more and more money got involved, then it transitioned to a much more male production system. And that's when it got serious. Yeah, that's, that's when it becomes like a serious, let's let's get Oscars into this situation. <laughs> You're like, um, wait a second. <laughs> there was something real happening even before that. So yeah, I very much identify with that frustration of things that are considered that, oh, it's easy for everybody to do. It somehow makes that less valuable when that's yeah that's not a true that's not a real correlation that's a you know, kind of a false connection that people are making there so what are some of the big challenges that creative professionals face you know when it comes to leveraging social media in a way that creates impact it's really like balancing so the lovely part with social media obviously is like it's our big digital town square where everyone can have their voice and have start these movements or trends happening on social media. And then at the same time, you have like companies or personal brands coming in, just wanting to share what they're doing. So it's really that balance of joining in a movement, if you want, or being a part of a conversation, but also sharing your goals and like sharing your mission and objectives, or even just making a sale, which is what a lot of brands are trying to do, but also I guess, express the value that they're bringing to a consumer. I really like the metaphor you set up there of the town square, like that there's a conversation that's already happening. And so you're welcome to join, but you also have to respect that there's something that's going on, whether you're there or not. And I think that's when I've seen some of the biggest misses is when people are like, hey, let me put out there my plan and my content and my stuff. And it's like, yeah, but it has nothing to do with what all the rest of us were talking about. <laughs> like, yeah. do you, like that. Uh, first and foremost, it's like a chick. You like you don't show up to a party and just walk in the room and be like, "So, guys, this story." <laughs> it's like you you grab a drink, you pull up a chair, you like check in and see what are people talking about, what do they care about, and yeah. then 
you can chime in and elaborate and make the conversation something more rich and elegant and fruitful. But yeah, if you just walk in the door and you're like, I'm here. like whoa that's exactly like with you can tell like when you're having like a real good conversation with a person and they're not just saying the thing that they they already planned you know what they Mm want to say Mm -hmm. and they're just like okay cool and then they're just back on their story and I'm like oh I thought it was like an organic conversation and we're just like flowing and that's the like lovely science and poetry of social media versus the like you can come in with a goal but you should also like you know take note of what's happening and be very aware of like Social media is also being used by other, I think, like I've mentioned it, like other communities making, like trying to showcase really important things going on in current events, showing, making, obviously there's also like tiny memes and stuff that are really funny that people are sharing, but there's also kind of like an underlying, the this is fine, but everything's on fire kind of mindset on social media, <laughs> which I appreciate. I mean, when I, I remember through my career, like 2016 elections just went in and then <laughs> One of the things as a social media manager, just we always say it like on our um, on my networking groups, like we'll we'll be like, hey, this happened in the news. Keep an eye on your pre-scheduled posts because you just want to make sure that you're being conscious of what you're saying. And um, things like I had like a red clothing campaign going out like around the 2016 election. And I was like, that could be misconstrued. I planned this a month ago and I didn't even have the foresight (laughs) to see what that would say on social media. So I had to like quickly go in and reschedule everything and like stop a newsletter that was going out. And that's something small and kind of funny now I could talk about it. But like at the time I was like, oh my God, what was I thinking? Right. Yeah. I <laughs> think that's such a, a phenomenal story because I can totally see myself doing it. <laughs> I'd be like, man, I've got all my posts planned. They're in the bag. Yeah. I don't have to worry about this. Great. And then it's like, no, but you do because it's a conversation. And so what are what what's foremost on people's minds is going to color uh-huh, the uh, comment that you're making <laughs> by its context. Yeah. And I think that's something that is, is always been true about art and creativity, especially in a commercial space, but it's so much more heightened and, and more visible through social media because it's such a, it's a reiteration of all this like ephemeral elements right the feeds disappear the posts yeah. disappear like you're just drowning in all this intake but it does actually create something substantial layer upon layer upon layer and getting to see it unfold in real time is something that not every art form gets to experience and I think that's yeah. really special um, well, about social media no that's exactly it and that's what I love about I think that's also a little side note I think that's why maybe some people don't take it so seriously because it has that, you'll see a post and process that within maybe two seconds and then continue your scroll or stop and like interact with it. So it has that ephemeral quality. It is kind of almost reassuring from a social media manager perspective where you're like, I can try different things fairly quickly, but from the consumer end or even from like the higher executive level end, they're just like, these things take two seconds to process. I don't see the science that's going in it. Whereas even with the campaign I did, I was like, well, we always get high clicks on red items because visually that makes an impact. Like people are always searching on the website for red. So maybe I need to do a red campaign. That's like obviously channeling what I'm going to start creating, but then being conscious, you also just have to be conscious of what the conversation is.
So in this world where there's so much happening so quickly, but it does make an impact, what would you say to someone who's like trying to make the most of limited time and resources when it comes to showing up creatively in these ephemeral spaces? I would probably say like really know what your message is and your why. Start there. That'll kind of help you figure out the community you want to speak to, and that'll help you figure out the value you want to offer, because that's the best way. Obviously, that's kind of like a making friends thing, always wanting to help people and offer that value right up. And then I would say from there, kind of find your fuel. Like I always look at like what's inspiring me, what's making me stop for a second in my life and in like my daily scrolling. I'm going to look at, oh, I honestly was like drinking like a seltzer can the other day. And I was like, this is beautiful. These colors are amazing. And I like how they're conveying my message. I took a photo of it because I want to use that for a post in some way. And I think like I was telling you about like the the grocery store is so beautiful to me. <laughs> yes, I have never loved a grocery store more than post-COVID. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> I don't know what it is about grocery stores for us now. Yeah, my friends or, or like my other friend was just like, I love grocery stores. You know, I mean, the, the packet, it's art, man. It's, yeah. it's just packaging is art. It's for sure. I mean, Andy Warhol, yeah. of course, is your go-to kind yeah. of like were pulled it out and was like, look at this people, but <laughs> for decades now. And yeah, it is fun to find inspiration in all these different places and just noticing. I really like that point that you made about noticing, uh, taking time to register that something has made an impact on you because then that's going to speak to what other people might find impactful. Yeah. And it's, I guess like, the thing, like, I know I'm talking about so social media being so serious, but I guess, like, it's just fun. Like, at right when pandemic happened, I remember people were tying pillows to themselves, and this was, like, a weird <laughs> one of those <laughs> TikTok trends. I'm like, why is this happening? And I'm like, oh, it's because we're all in our houses, and people are just like, yep, here's me wearing a pillow. And I was like, this is hilarious that this is a thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. But it became a way of, of feeling connected to other people around yeah. you, right? That you weren't alone. You weren't the only one stuck with a, a pillow, yeah. like feeling like you were just bodily attached to your pillow and the first floors <laughs> of it. And it does become something like, I am a firm believer in the power of humor to process the things in life that are absolutely not funny and not okay. And yeah. truly tragic that humor is, is a way that our nervous system can get through all the adrenaline and the fight or flight and the panic. And yeah. that is certainly was true for me and my social media experience as a, a brand new mom. Mm -hmm. When I was up late in the middle of the night, nursing my son at three in the morning, social media was where I could go to not feel alone and isolated and to get a good laugh out of this like truly painful process of never sleeping for months on end. <laughs> like, um, it, uh, it really does have a power there that I think people would be wise to take note of. So what do you recommend to creatives who are trying to figure out the best like initial setup maybe for their social media success when they're just getting started? Like we, are company profiles still a thing? Are people not really engaging in that? Like kind of what's your, what's your two cents? for somebody just launching. Yeah, I will say, so company profiles are still a thing. I feel like if you're doing your company, like you're representing a whole team, or even if you're doing your personal brand, go ahead and get those social handles for yourself. 
And then I will say like for starting out, honestly, join like, why don't you follow some other communities or people who are doing similar things and then flip that script and look for people who aren't doing that at all. Like, I feel like that way you'll be able to communicate in a different way to your audience. And then you also want to ask yourself, just make sure you're always offering value, not purely selling, but saying like, maybe here's some tips. Here are some things that are inspiring me. I hope they inspire you. You can feel free to join the memes. People love those. And like that kind of lens, that kind of helps other people find you, but also helps people join in the conversation with you, which I always think is like a nice, friendly outstretch of like Aladdin putting his hand out. (laughs) (laughs) Join me and make this meme with me kind of moment. Um, But yes, I think, and make it very clear on your profiles, what you're offering and what you're going to start posting. Cause that'll, that usually gets me to like follow or like your comments pretty quickly. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Cause it is an investment when you add somebody to your feed, right? Like mm-hmm. there's such a limited amount of attention and time that I have that if there's anybody that I'm going to be bringing into that space, you're so right. It does help to kind of know what I'm signing up for instead of feeling like you're taking a shot in the dark on this new creative or new person uh, or new company that's coming in. So I love that. I love that. So where do you think social media or maybe collective creative conversations, because that's really what it is underneath, where do you think that's headed in the next like five or 10 years? Like you could imagine the future. What would you say it looks like? So I feel like it's probably, so I know everyone's talking about social media kind of headed towards more of like that virtual space and brands being able to, their brands are already getting their real estate now, which I think is Mm. wild to me. Yeah. So you'll be able to more directly interact with people in different, not physically in your location. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I guess like, I'd love to like, kind of say what I hope social media is in five to 10 years, actually. Yes. And I guess like for me, I'm hoping that's more of a more empathetic space and a more understanding space, like the closer we try to emulate that personal interaction, the more I'm hoping that's leading towards people bringing more humanity into it. I'm seeing so many, I mean, there's so many brands early on when like these platforms became live where it's good to be spicy and it's good to be a little controversial and that's how people would get viral. But I'm seeing, and we're seeing it now, like we're seeing more of a change where it's not the loudest or being the coolest. It's more like who's bringing, who's like offering something very unique. Who's like really opening your eyes and challenging your perspective. Like TikTok and videos are such a great space for this right now. And obviously you're finding your niche, but I'm also seeing a lot of people want to just be lifted up. Like Tabitha Brown became like such a big voice for me (laughs) as the pandemic happened. And I'm loving seeing her career because she's just been so positive and kind of just like being everyone's like cheerleader as like we went through such an interesting time you know so I'm hoping brands understand that power and hopefully they'll understand that they can speak directly to their consumer but also that it's going to come from the companies themselves that they'll be able to influence good not just the social media marketing team yeah at the end of the day we're doing business with people Mm -hmm. and this takes me back to the beginning of my career when I was in customer service and running a retail store. And there was, there, there are things that you can get, a, get away with on social media that you would never do in person with somebody ever. Mm-hmm. And that disconnect, I think has 
fueled kind of that initial curiosity and interest, but in the long run, it's not as sustainable as true empathetic connections. My customers kept coming back because I respected them and cared about them and was Mm -hmm. their cheerleader, right? And I think that you make a really good point there. The more personalized the interactions are becoming, that hopefully empathy finds its place again. Um, yeah. has something of value. So I like that world. I want to be part of that world. Yeah. But for now, uh, I would like to play a game with you real quick. Okay. <laughs> called the Ungame. And it tells me on the box, it's the world's most popular self-expression game. So for we creative self-expressive folks, lots of fun. Yeah. I'm going to shuffle the deck and pull a card. And then if we like the question, we'll answer it. And if we don't, we'll pick a new one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because that's the prerogative of being the one that is has the deck. Buying the cards, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ooh, this is a fun one. If you could spend one whole day with your best friend, what would you like to do? I would like to get coffee and like and read there at the coffee shop. <laughs> that's always what I want to do. <laughs> I love this plan. I'm so glad we're friends. <laughs> Uh, yes, I have to say, if I had a whole day with my best friend, we would probably start it with like coffee and bookshop situation yeah. for sure. But then we would end it at the theater, uh, oh. stand up comedy, or the Shakespeare Tavern is our perennial haunt. Yes. And, or even just new theater at Collegiate, we like to go up to uh, Athens to see stuff that UGA's department is producing. We've got great work going on. And yeah, then we get to finish with a nightcap. And it would be ideal for us not to have to go back home and immediately wake up the next morning with our children at 6 a.m. That would be an important part of enjoying the day is that we also were off the hook the next morning. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I like that there were no rules because as you were talking, I was like, oh yeah, I would do the coffee and reading and then we would move reading to like a specific park I used to like in New York. Oh, no, we'll yes. come back to Atlanta. Like there's no. Perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> nope. I love it. Charter plane, <laughs> instantaneous, wormhole yeah. hole travel. I'm yes. down. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Georgia, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and insights and hope for our social media connectedness in the future. It's been a pleasure and I'll look forward to following you. So where can people find you? So you can find me at morningperson54 because studio is a longer word. So anything at morningperson54, you'll find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Yay. Hey, looking forward to it. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. This was fun. That's another party in the bag for how I create me. We're incredibly grateful that you welcomed our content into your headspace. We take it very seriously that we should bring light and goodness to your soul. So don't be shy about sharing your thoughts. How'd we do? Do you want to hear more? What should we talk about next? To stay connected and get amongst the details, visit howicreate.me. Are there other people in your world that should join the party? Invite others by rating the show on Apple or Spotify. This helps the algorithm critters introduce us to more folks. Like, share, follow, and all the social media things, that'll help too. Explore our happenings or chime into our conversation online at howicreate.me. 
This podcast would not be possible without the generous efficiency of our executive producer and production team at Chat with Leaders Media. Learn how you can launch your own podcast to grow your business at chatwithleaders.com. Thanks again for listening. May you go forth and thrive.